Hey folks, do you like podcasts? Do you have hobbies? Well, here's the show for you. The Hobby Shop Talk Podcast. Featuring childhood friends and old school noobs, Luke and Matt. And this is Matt, and this is the Hobby Shop Talk podcast, and we're now on the lucky episode 13, and it's uh, cold, and it's white out here in Minnesota on a Sunday, getting ready to uh, watch the Vikings disappoint us again, and uh, so I've been reading some comic books, including Southern Cross, I finished Z Nation, and I played some Magic. What have you been up to? Yeah, I've been busy with uh, just kids' hockey practice, because both my kids are in hockey now, so... But in my free time, I find time to play Magic, and uh, the only comic book I've read since the last one is uh, number two of Deathstroke, Inc., so other than that, yeah, I just played some Magic, and also I did get NHL 22, so I tried playing that yesterday and promptly lost two games in a row. <laughs> well, you, so the funny thing is, is uh, you were playing right before we started this, so why don't you just give us a little, uh, uh, you know, what happened in your draft you just played, or are you oh, still yeah, so playing? I did, uh, well, Crimson Vow just came out, so Innistrad uh, Crimson Vow just came out, which is like based on a wedding of, I think, Edgar Markov and Olivia, some vampire. Anyways, a lot of like wedding theme stuff. Like, so I drafted. Whenever I do these drafts, it's always janky, whatever. I usually pick pick the best cards and then try to make a deck out of it. So, but in the first pack I opened, I got Ed- Edgar uh, Markov. So it's Edgar. Charmed Groom, who he's for four mana. It's two colorless and a white and a black. He's uh, a four four. And then your other vampires get plus one plus one. And when he dies, you tram- transform him into Edgar Markov's coffin. Which that you get a, a vampire, a one one vampire with lifelink at the beginning of your upkeep. And then if there's three counters on it, you transform it back into Edgar Markov or Ed- Edgar Charmed Groom. So. Unless you exile him or destroy the artifact, it's he kind of just kind of keeps going in a circle. Yeah, I've been seeing lots of the, you know, the spoilers prior to this. And there's some sweet art for all those vampires, you know, even like Dracula, where it's actually the, you know, one of those other vampires, but it's Dracula. And I don't, I don't know. I'm not a huge vampire guy. I really have been. More zombies. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I'm always about the, the humans. Yeah. So, but yeah, they did do... So the original, they did like, who's the famous Dracula? Like the first one, he's he's a popular, the film. Yeah, uh, it's that's what they based Dracula. the art off of. Yeah, yeah, just Bram Stoker's Dracula or Bram. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So they based the alternate art off those off that movie, and then they got a couple lands, I think, and then some creatures. Yeah, well, like the I don't castle. know what else, but the castle looks cool on one of the. The cards, I can't remember if that's a land where it's like Dracula's castle. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. But yeah, it just came out. So I haven't had too too much time to look at it because it just came out. Well, so. And so I'm the person sitting in a game store right now, but I don't even know this because I pre-ordered mine and I knew it came out on Arena. I'd seen that. So I'm assuming this week it must be coming. I should be getting I have a pre-order in. I haven't seen it yet. So hoping this well, week. Actually, so I went to Lewis's on Friday night. And Josh was there, you know, the owner of Lewis Game Shop. And he was saying they're on back order now. Like, they're giving a bunch of the the draft boosters 
but none of the just regular packs, so like the $4 packs. Yeah. Those are on back order. So they might, he said they probably won't even get there by next week when the release, you know, the official releases. So, yeah, I think I mentioned that too last time. So that's still going on. I, I, I don't, I order a bunch of stuff and just stuff comes randomly. I just got uh, the newest Pokemon Fusion Strike. So I've been having people come in and get that. That just came in on uh, Friday. So hopefully, yeah, we get some new magic this week. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I, you know, I'm curious, like always to see some of the stuff, but this set doesn't have me as excited. I'm going to be looking forward to, we should, we'll have to look at that coming up here in one of the next episodes, kind of the, the next release. Cause I know they had talked about a bunch. I'm just curious of the order. Cause I know one I'm excited for is the Warhammer, the one based off Warhammer. So, oh yeah. Yeah. And then there's, uh, the Kawagama, Kawagima. I forget what it's called, but like neon, neon nights or neon lights. We should probably know this a lot better than we actually do, but we announced it a couple uh, a couple podcasts back about what they were. Because then the Brothers War is coming out at the end of the court, uh, end of 2022. So that's the one I'm most pumped for because that's you know Urza and Mishra. Back to the back to the good stuff. They can always uh, just go back to Dominaria. It's always always fun. I'm sure people get sick of it, but so I'm looking at the upcoming releases, and we got Q4 of 2021. Pioneer Challenge decks to one of 2022 Challenger decks. So what are these uh, Challenger decks? Well, those are like, you should be able to bring those to like a tournament and and be a contender pretty much. Like there's there's good cards in them. They're pretty spendy, but uh, they're supposed to be competitive. You know, whereas like the Commander pre-cons or even the set pre-cons. So like the 60 card, but uh, they're just never really competitive. They're just more of like a starting point. So these challenger decks are a lot better and more competitive. Yeah, so I'm I'm seeing these now. So then the first premiere set shows is Kam- Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, and it says it's going to introduce a new Cyber Ninja Planeswalker Kaito. Well, it's, it's see the unconfirmed Planeswalker is the current Emperor of the World, and then uh, Streets of New Capenna. Never heard of that one, but uh, we're gonna have to pause here for a second because I see somebody about to walk in. Tell them they're interrupting. (laughs) (laughs) All right, maybe I'll chat about my uh, commander deck. I finally got a new commander for my Jeskai deck. Okay, I'm uh, going to turn the volume down and you do your thing and then you can edit it. I'll be back. Sounds good. We'll sell some stuff. All right, while Matt's Matt's helping his patron, I just upgraded my, I think it's an upgrade anyway, my commander deck. So it's a Jeskai, so blue, red, and white commander which is kaikar wins fury so he is a bird wizard a 3-3 with flying and whenever you cast a non-creature spell you create a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying and then his last ability is sacrifice a spirit to add a mountain to your mana pool and i know a lot of people use this with a with an infinite combo i think to get infinite mana i don't have it in here i don't like to use infinite combos usually unless because I don't usually play competitive commander, but so a lot of the cards in the deck are non-creature spells. So like planeswalkers, sorceries, instants, enchantments, and artifacts. So and some of the bigger names or bigger cards in the deck are Narset of the Ancient Ways, which that I can gain two life and then add a red, blue, or white mana to my mana pool, and I can only use that to cast non-creature spells. And then her ultimate, which is you have to take six off her loyalty, you get a 
you get an emblem that says whenever you cast a non-creature spell, this emblem deals two damage to any target. So basically you just want to cast a ton of smaller cost non-creature spells because then you get a ton of these uh, benefits from the creatures I do have in there have a benefit with sorceries or instants. So hypersonic dragon, that's a dragon that has uh, haste and flying. And whenever you can or you can cast a sorcery spell as low, it had flash. So some of the, the other play like, Planeswalker is uh, Grandmaster of Flowers. He's from the Dungeon and Dragons set, uh, Ventures in Forgotten Realms. And then uh, Whirlwind of Thought is another one in there. And Velomachus Lorehold, which is a 5-5 Flying Vigilance Haste Elder Dragon. And whenever he attacks, you can look at the top seven cards of your library and you can cast an instant or sorcery spell with mana less than or equal to his power without paying the mana cost. So that's a big that's a powerful card in this deck so yeah just a bunch of smaller cost instants and sorceries and i got some graveyard recursion so i can bring back instants and sorceries so yeah and it's it's been doing all right all right matt's working his magic trying to sell some stuff to some lady in his shop so so that was uh how the the podcast goes now and we do it when i'm recording because i just had a customer it's all right they were buying uh star wars we're looking at star wars stuff they bought one of those the C-3PO, like, special edition, they're not Funko, Funko Pops. Pops, yeah, but yeah, they're one of those those type of things. A couple games, a Pikachu, uh Lego thing. Christmas presents or birthdays or both? Both, yep, and they're coming back because I've got a couple orders coming with a bunch of really random stuff, including my Chia Pets of uh, Deadpool, Baby Yoda, or not Baby Yoda, maybe just Yoda, I don't know, and uh, uh, Pennywise. So you might need to get one of those for somebody, a Chia Pet. The band Pennywise or the Clown Pennywise? <laughs> the Clown Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> the band's pretty good. I think yes. they're still going. West Coast Punk Rock. Uh, so where we kind of uh, left off, I think we should maybe, next time we should do a, you know, an actual walkthrough maybe of uh, looking forward to 2022 and all of the sets coming. How about that? We'll be more prepared. Yeah, that way we can go through each of them and see see uh give our takes on them because i know i know a bunch of podcasts already done that but like the hardcore magic the gathering podcast but yeah why not get why not get a couple of noobs thoughts on it you know get the casual players yeah get our point of view we're in the middle of uh going through my commander deck i was just kind of going through some of the bigger cards and it's uh the strategery to use in it and i've used the deck a few times actually been playing with uh the developers at work I think I've lost twice and won a couple times, but then at Lewis's game shop, I've won. A, I actually I won a couple last on Friday night. So, so I've been uh, just playing my Prosper deck that I had mentioned. I you know pulled off the shelf and I switched out about twenty or thirty cards. So I kept the same theme. My thinking is Prosper for my deck in my own little head is a uh, just uh, just crazy greedy uh warlock guy and he wants all these uh special magical artifacts to do his nefarious deeds so he'll stop at any length to get them and the treasures because there's many treasure tokens yeah so i added a bunch of uh just bunch of cards that's still around that theme but uh that just think definitely beefed it up one thing i actually really liked i put a diabolic tutor in here the other day and it is a an old one i wonder i uh Nobody will be able to see this, but do you know what set that's from, Luke? Odyssey, I think. Yeah, so this is an older one. 
thought it was pretty cool, so I put that in here. You got to put the put your old demonic tutors in there. I think you have two at the store, right? Or do you sell those yet? Uh, well, I have uh, yes, but it was my rule that so the only card, and I know I did it with one, but I just wanted to put it in here was uh, Velky. I put in here because I do have two of that one. Uh, so I have that in here because it's a black and red deck. But uh, everything else was out of my just bulk, including some rares, but it was the, you know, under five bucks. So that's the tough part, trying to make competitive decks without using, uh, you know, all your best cards. Anyways, I played a couple games with it. I believe last week one was, uh, there was three of us. Oren, who plays here, he was playing his, I think I talked about this last time, his Rhino deck. So we played the first game and didn't go so hot. We also had uh, Derek was in here, another guy. He was playing a Landfall deck. I can't remember the his hero, but it was one of the, the pre-cons that he's just been updating. So the first game, we both lost to the Rhinos. We played one more and it was looking like it was going to go the same route. In the end, it did, but I ended up being able to wipe the board and completely change the game for a bit and then realize the power of my exile uh, by having a turn that lasted like 15 minutes. <laughs> it felt like because I had uh, I had a card where I could exile the top seven, I think it was, cards in my library. And then I can use, I can cast those with, uh, I get 10 mana too. I get 10 red mana. I exile the top uh, seven cards and I'm able to use those. And uh, anyways, so it made the game last longer. It got to the point, I think, where if I wouldn't have been killed, you know, I would have killed... Orin, or anyways, if he wouldn't have done what he did and killed us all, he was going to die next turn. So it was one of those things. And uh, so, yeah, I played uh, one game with them. And then I started playing one with uh, my son, Wyatt. I sent Luke a picture last night. He's been wanting to learn to play. We actually didn't play a full game. He, uh, so he collects Pokemon. You know, he uh, collects. I just did uh, quotes there. Magic. I mean, he just every now and then, you know, is interested in it. But he's never played. So. I learned it's, uh, you know, starting with magic is a tough one. <laughs> I think if you have no concept of playing these games. So just, you know, we played about a half a game just because, you know, he was kind of getting bored, I think, and frustrated after a while. But he was getting the concepts of, uh, you know, how to bring things out. I was teaching him, you know, the untap, upkeep, draw phase, making sure he was getting that and bringing stuff out. And then uh, so we're just going to slowly keep playing but so i made him a he liked green and black he liked the art he initially had elves and vampires but i switched it to a complete uh green and black elf deck and i'm kind of doing the same thing with his he has lots of uncommons some uh cheaper rares but you know i'm just until he's really into it so the in his uh, commander is lathril blade of the elves so that's a swamp a forest and two other it's got menace the two three uh legendary elf noble when Lathril Blade of Elves deals combat da damage to a player, create that many 1-1 one, one green elf creature tokens. Then you can tap 10 untapped elves you control. Each opponent, opponent loses 10 life, and you gain 10 life. Yeah, I think he, I mean, he said he likes it, uh, the thing he's going to do, and I told him I would uh, greatly agree. He has to, he's going to go through and, you know, read all the cards and start to learn what they all do, just so he's not surprised every time he brings them out. He's slowly starting to learn, and uh, so we have another convert. Uh, the magic yeah it's funny when when we're playing on lunch up at the office you know all the developers they all play so they, they've been trying to get some of the other the other employees we work with and and then just randomly when we're playing we're all like trying to figure out these super complex rules and stuff and 
it's kind of understanding when someone doesn't get it right away. And then they're like, I see why people don't want to play this. They probably see us trying to figure out stuff. Probably looks pretty intimidating. Yep. yep. And, and nerdy. And just all the abilities too, though. I mean, uh, there is so many. Like I was, uh, I was telling somebody here, you know, I've played a long time, but there was like five years in between there, six years where it was just very sporadic that you and I would play. And so I missed a bunch of sets. I missed a bunch of abilities that, you know, when they come up, it's like I have to have a phone there to Google, you know, what an ability does. Uh, I did that last night. Even Wyatt and I were playing because I hadn't played much with uh, one of those the sagas or whatever. When you have the yep. three levels, I've never really played much with those even. And that, you know, those are somewhat recent. I just never used them. So, yeah, it's uh, but then there's people that uh, that played Pokemon James, who comes into the store and, you know, he plays Pokemon with his kids, but now he's really liking magic because he's just, he likes the complexity and the strategy and, you know, everything that goes into it. So, Well, it's just less cartoony and it's words like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. You know, I'm just saying this to cover our butt since we still play magic, but it's, it's <laughs> more, more adult. Man, see, I think now you just defended some more people that probably play Yu-Gi-Oh! and Matt, or uh, Pokemon, probably especially Yu-Gi-Oh! Because Yu-Gi-Oh! has some cool Huh? Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh is probably in the middle there. Cause like, but Pokemon, I mean, well, maybe we should, you know, start playing Flesh and Blood, so then we sound cool. That's true. I that's, had, uh, that's the up and coming one. Well, so I had, so I've had those boxes here at my store. You know, I'm just a small store, but I've been selling. I'm almost out of. Uh, I had a couple, two or three boxes of Yu-Gi-Oh. I've went through those. Obviously, Magic and Pokemon, but I have those Flesh and Blood cards. And just yesterday. I had somebody ask, you know, are people buying those? And I'm like, nope, I haven't sold one pack. And they bought four packs. So I'm hoping they like them and come back for more. Because, yeah, for here, here it's not as uh, as big, at least yet. I know there's other games like that, though, too. Somebody asked me about getting Digimon cards. There's another one that's like Pokemon that's really popular in other places. So just depends on what catches on. And anyways, yeah. Any other Magic-related things you've played, heard? No, I... uh. Well, I'm just going to be doing drafts on Arena because I hate playing the competitive and trying to get the ladder and standard. It's just too frustrating. I don't have the time to to put into it. So I'm just like, I took it off, deleted it off my tablet because, um, you know, on my iPad, I played every once in a while and just distracting. So now I just have it on my PC and I'll play it every now and then whenever I do drafts. But And it's every month, too, starting back at the beginning. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's got to be frustrating. You put all that time into it, and then you drop back down again. Yeah, uh, like I think yeah. Last month I was in platinum, so it was next one would have been mythic. But it's just you still have to win a you know a few more games to get there, and then you're playing top tier people, and it just wasn't good enough. So that's why I'm just trying to find an excuse <laughs> why not to play. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so I as I mentioned, I read a, a few things. I let's start with just what I I finished. D Nation, and it's actually just funny. It's so different than some of these other comics because it is. I think I mentioned this last time. It's, uh, I mean, it's gory. It's a zombie, uh, you know, comic. But uh, just they make it more lighthearted, I guess, a zombie. Even though as I'm looking at a person getting cut in half and all the gore, but there was a in these last few issues of this trade was a zombie bear that uh, was attacking them, and then they're on the ship out in the middle of the ocean. And they're getting attacked in a huge zombie, uh, like, humpback whale or something. <laughs> it's just gigantic. And it's got red eyes, you know, so you can see it's a zombie smashes into the boat, and knocks it over, and lots of crazy stuff happens. And uh, 
you know, they save the day. Not really. It sounds horrible at the end, and I'm curious if there's something that goes on beyond this, because they were from Fort... I don't know, I guess I shouldn't say. You know, they were they're a military group from, I think it was Fort Benning, Georgia. Um, and so at the end, it sounds like some bad stuff is happening there, so I'm curious if there was a follow-up to this. Uh, or maybe it's just the show gets... I'm actually thinking, because it's a prequel to the show, that maybe uh, the, that goes into the show. But anyway, so I finished... Uh, Z Nation, Sea of Death. It was, uh, you know, if you like Z Nation, you'd probably like it. Uh, just an action zombie comic that was pretty good. So you read some more Deathstroke. Yeah, an update on my uh, draft. I just won again, so I'm two and one, two and two, I think. You are a good multitasker. I know. Well, I'm not listening to what you're saying, so I <laughs> repeat what you said. The, the listeners will get annoyed. All right, so yeah, I picked up issue number two for Deathstroke Inc. and this one, it's pretty sweet because the first page layout, full, you know, two full spread is Deathstroke and Black Canary in space. So that the trust organization they're working for, one of their space stations was breached. So they sent Black Canary, Deathstroke up there to see what was going on. They also sent up that, I think his name was Toy Man. He's the helper guy for trust that does all like the techie stuff. So, and I might have forgot to say this in the first one or in the last episode for issue one, somehow Deathstroke and that trust place got a hold of a bunch of Batman's uh, technology. So they're using like the Batmobile and the Batsuit and stuff. So that was probably a big thing I missed in the last one. But <laughs> so that toy man was using Batman's like big armored suit, like a mech suit up in space. So and he's controlling it from his computer. So when they go up there and find Cyborg Superman trying to like upload his consciousness to this what was he trying? He was trying to upload his consciousness through. It's a guy called Weird, who's like the embodiment of space energy. So, yeah, it just got this is like third page. It's super, <laughs> you know, out there already. But then Cyborg Superman was trying to get it so he could get more than just like robots and technology. Like he wanted to get to humans minds, essentially. So they had to go take him out. So then they find out. Uh, Hold on. I got to lay Edgar. Edgar Charmed Groom in my game. Does that have a cool graphic? The Edgar? Like when it comes out sometimes, they've got like a cool graphic uh, thing that happens. That one I don't think it did, but maybe when it's the alternate art they do, because I know you can pay for those extra. But anyways, back to back to Deathstroke Inc. So that toy man, he ended up going in Batman's suit so he could go to space. So they're all pissed off at him about that. And then Deathstroke's fighting with Superman or Cyborg Superman for a while. Where's the regular Superman when all this is happening? I'm guessing he'll end up making an appearance because I think what they said is they're starting or uh, this trust agency or corporation is trying to use Deathstroke and Black Canary to basically capture a bunch of these. Like, so now they got last issue was that Hive, the B person, and then now they got Cyborg Superman. And then at the end of this issue, they show they're going to try to go get Cheetah, who I think was in the new Wonder Woman movie. That I'll probably never watch. I think she was in that one. So that's who their next victim will be. But So lots of space stuff. Because your well, the previous comic or the X-Men comic you're reading was Terraforming Mars. Uh, yeah. You have this in space. And so the new one I read. So it's kind of nice. And I think I'm going to try and do this every time. Is just as I'm going through comics. I, you know, to see random stuff. So like I read that Spaceman. Or Spaceman. I think it was. Uh, a couple episodes ago, which I never did finish. I think I 
that's the tough part is I find these in my bin and it's like the first three issues and then there'll be like another random one. So I just learned that I got really into Southern Cross, which is, uh, I think it's from like back in 2018, uh, another image comics. And uh, Southern Cross is, uh, says now boarding Southern Cross, Tinker Flight 73 to Titan. So my, what I was getting at is another space comic, which I, I do love as well. This is Alex Braith. Braith is on board, retracing her sister's steps to the refinery moon, hoping to collect her remains and find some answers. The questions keep coming, though. How did her sister die? Where did her cabin mate disappear to? Who is the creep across the hall? And why does she feel like she's being watched? Inspired by classic mysteries and weird fiction, Southern Cross is a crucible of creeping anxiety and fear as Braith struggles with the ghosts of her past on board a ship that holds secrets best kept buried. So, it's like, uh, yeah, exactly what it's... Uh, they're on this huge ship going to Titan, which is a refi- refinery on this Earth. You know, so we're in the future, but it's pretty sweet. So it's all taken board and you get to see uh, taking place on this ship. So you get to see, you know, just, I don't know, lots of cool stuff on a spaceship. And they're like, uh, they're living on it for I don't know how long as they travel to this this Titan. And I guess they go there twice. Uh, they, the people are work on Titan in these really uh, unsafe minds i guess and they only could be there for so long right their bodies start to like deteriorate i think when you're in space so they do this journey twice a year to bring new workers and this this girl this braith uh she's going her sister worked for the mining company and she was just in like administration and she magic her she suddenly died and her sister's trying to find out you know what happened and so it's like this mystery, and then more stuff just happens in the first three issues, like her cabin mate, as it said, she was uh study or she was studying she was uh she was actually looking into this Braith sister's disappearance. She didn't know that, and then she missed mysteriously disappeared. And then there's this uh energy thing on this ship that uh I don't know if it's a spoiler, if it is, don't listen, but this is three years old. So uh but yeah, all of a sudden we see her sister like in this energy, like giving her warnings that uh, she's got to pretty much figure out what happened and she's going to die. I think it's in like, uh, what does it say? So let's go to the end of issue three. Her sister all of a sudden is in this energy thing and she sees her for the first time and she's like, what the heck? And her sister says, uh, your time here is short. You die in three days. And so yeah, it's this, it's the the big mystery on the ship going to Titan. And now I have three is- three issues in. The art, I really like the art. I mean, I just like, uh, just lots of the funny stuff. You know, their food and stuff is just, like, in bottles. And they're, like, so they're having, um, she's like, I'll take the meatloaf. And they grab, like, a container and squeeze this meatloaf onto, like, a bun or something. And But, you know, then all just the technology of being on a spaceship and living on a spaceship. But I'm super intrigued, and it really stinks because I was searching through my stuff, and I couldn't find issue four. So now I got to decide, do I just move on like we talked about before or do I go and find issue four and keep reading? I want to keep reading. I'll say that much. Well, I guess, yeah, if it's uh, if it caught your attention, just go get it off Amazon. See if it's uh, or see if the guys at uh, Granite City. I was just going to say, how about instead of going to Amazon, I try and support, you know, local games. Amazon, they're good. They're good people. (laughs) They have good working conditions. All right. What? what, uh, So that was all you read, correct? Or do you have anything else? Yeah, X Men. The new X Men has will come out. I think this Tuesday. So, well, um, I will uh, then just add the last thing was I read a couple more issues of the trade paperback I had started of uh, Chew. Chew. 
Yep. And he did chew on some stuff. So he got to be part of the most powerful uh, agency in the world in this comic, which is the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. Because if you eat chicken, you are screwed because it's outlawed because of the bird flu. And uh, and so now he gets hired for the FDA and his boss is just like the typical cop boss, I guess, in movies and things. He just seems like a, you know, dick uh, telling him... Uh, he needs to finish one case a week or complete one cold case a week or he's fired pretty much. And then he's, he has his beet salad. I think I mentioned that's the only thing he can eat is beets. So he's going to eat that. And his boss is like, no, you got to, you know, why do you think you're here? And he's pretty much calling him a freak all the time, too, because of his uh, cybopathy or whatever it's called, cybopath, where he can, you know, see this stuff. Uh, so he gives him this burger. Well, it's a burger that was, uh, you know, the prologue of the first, this uh, second issue was, Showing a fast food place and they open this burger and there's a finger on it. And so that kind of is the prologue. Well, his boss wants him to eat this sandwich with a finger on it or eat the finger so he could figure out, you know, whose finger in this and is this and what happened to it. So uh, then we, we kind of figure out it's, uh, you know, it was a health inspector. Uh, and the second issue, his uh, one partner uh, that we met at the end of the first is- issue for the FDA is a uh uh, can I say ass in this? A badass? Uh, well, we swore a bunch in the last one. So, so good. okay. Yeah. So he's, he, uh, they're fighting these ninjas that are, so lots of people in this are like, uh, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're smuggling chicken and stuff because can't, it's outlawed. And so the sushi place is act, uh, you know, is really the front, I think, for like a chicken, uh, deal in this, this issue. And so these ninjas are going to beat up two and he's in trouble. So his partner comes flying in with, two size like uh who is it Raphael who has the Raphael. yeah has the size and just takes out all these uh ninjas and um you know so then all of a sudden uh, somebody's not happy that he took out their one of their base of operations so they offer five million bucks on this guy's head uh choose head and then uh anyways next issue is uh more of the same we're doing a doing another uh case he meets a love interest in this one uh but uh so anyways i'm not gonna get too much into more into the chew here uh but it's 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 just funny it's uh you know this is why i like comics is when they come up with ideas like uh, this being a cybopath and then also in this issue uh his love interest she's able to actually i should figure out what it's called here she's actually uh something as well she is a sabo Scrivener. I don't know if I'm saying that right. A Stabo Scrivener, uh, which means she can write about food so accurately and so vividly and with such precision, people get the sensation of taste when reading about the meals she writes about. And so she's getting so bored of writing about all these nice ones that she describes just this uh, horrible meal. And all of a sudden we see all these people uh, puking. And so anyways, we got... Uh, her able to describe food to the point of people, you know, loving it or throwing up when they read about it. And then uh, Tony, who uh, he can eat anything and, you know, see where it came from and help solve crimes. And the thing is, is he doesn't like to eat anything. So when he reads one of her articles describing food to the point that he can taste it, but without any of the side effects that he normally gets, it's like a match made in heaven. So anyways. That was two. Um, halfway through the first trade, I'm going to keep reading it. I think I have the second one. So um, 
that's all I read. My plans for next time is to finish two, and then I'm going to go in the comic book bins as I'm sorting stuff and uh, find something else new to, to start. So, Yeah, that must be nice just to you have all these comic books to go find something random and yeah. you know these unknown gems, I'm sure, that you can find. Yeah, there's lots. I actually, so lots of people, now we're going into, you know, anything else and so talking about what we've watched and things and one thing i do want to watch is i don't i don't know enough about it but uh maybe people are talking about the boys and i've heard of the boys the the comic uh and uh but i guess you know it's uh i'm not sure what it's on but there's the boys tv show and people are just saying it's awesome so i actually had uh uh found an issue of that i was looking through right before we started uh recording today because i was curious about it so have you heard of the boys at all yeah, is that on, what is it on, like Paramount or HBO Max or one of those yeah. random streaming services? Yeah, it wasn't anything I had uh, that I have, but uh, it's on Amazon Prime Video and it's, uh, yeah, it's a superhero one, but a lot of people, it's, uh, I think, a more adult superhero book. Yeah, I think it's pretty, pretty violent from what I've seen, but that's not much, so. All right, so we've uh, talked about what we read and I have a... Uh... A whole slew of stuff I want to read before next time. So let's uh, move on from the, the boring reading stuff and go into video games, TV, and the stuff that helps melt your brain. That you, enhances your brain. Well, true. And your, like, reflexes. I did a whole report on it, actually, in college about, uh, you know, the how the military even use video games for their coordination and things like that. Uh, so it's fact. But uh, let's first talk about... Uh, the NHL 22, because you mentioned it earlier in the show. NHL 2022, it's, I, play, I played two games yesterday. I actually streamed, them, streamed it on our Twitch channel. Lost both of them. Didn't score a goal in the first game. Lost 2 nothing, And then I lost 2-3 I lost th- in the th- second game, which both games, I cannot not pass it out with the goalie. I'm sure most people that play NHL online are like that. You just throw it out right away and hope for the best. And some of the times uh, they get it right away and score on you. So I, they got a couple goals doing that or one in each of the games anyway. So the passing is still super hard. I don't know if that's just me, but it always just seems so, so finicky and so touchy that you have to have it perfect to get the, get a perfect pass. So that I'm still getting used to, but it's been pretty fun so far. So they have a new thing. It's, it's not like, X Factor, it's well, it's their version of X, X Factor, so they have like third eye, and then they just have players will have different abilities, so they can you know either snipe it or you know, touch passes, precision passing, yeah. And we actually, you know, because we do always bring in sports, it is nice though that our hockey team is, I think, at the top of the standings overall, Minnesota Wild, or at least in our conference, in our conference, because I think is it the Panthers like started off 10 and 0 or something, which was crazy, they don't count. Because they're from Florida. But uh, yeah. then also, uh, both our, like we already talked about, our college hockey teams are, uh, I think, uh, still in the, the top few. I guess I haven't even looked uh, this week at the rankings, but Minnesota State, Mankato, and St. Cloud State is Luke and I's alma maters. Is that the right term? And uh, yeah. Well, so right now I'm checking the standings, the polls. So. Looks like our uh, rivals, Michigan, took over. So in Minnesota, Duluth, a, I see up there. But then at St. Cloud State, Minnesota State, Minnesota Duluth, two, three, and four. So one of those teams will have to do something about it to knock uh, Michigan out of there because 
No one likes Michigan. Come on. And, you know, speaking of things that nobody else cares about that is listening to this, except for AJ, Tyler, and I guess probably actually everybody that listens to it because they probably went to our high school. <laughs> they're 12-0 and 0 in, co- or in high school football. and In football, yeah. They yeah. play state, yeah. I think, this weekend, right? They play at U.S. Bank Stadium. Yep, yep. So, yeah, that's pretty sweet. And actually, I remember they were in it not too long ago, too, because I remembered watching it. But, uh, yeah, so that'll be cool because it's right, usually right on uh, – Black Friday, I like watching the high school football championships. You know, usually uh, Darcy's out shopping, and I'm, you know, was always at home with the, you know, kids hanging out, and so I was watch high school football. So it's always a good well, story. I think like year. my probably junior and senior year, I'm not sure our football team even won no. the game. Yeah, it was run left, run right, run up the center, punt. But anyways, I digress. So hockey. Uh, sounds, I mean, good, but I'll give a better review of it once I can play some more. Cause I'm sure I'll play with AJ and Tyler here coming up. We can play the positions like we did before and do a little better. And I'll give my, give my re- review of it then. We'll have to have those guys come on and give their thoughts. And, uh, so I think, uh, game wise, I haven't played a lot again, but I am now that I'm starting to catch up on, you know, with the store and everything. I, I did, uh, Go back and I'm downloading some games out of my hundred like seventy or whatever eighty Steam games I have. So I think what I'm gonna play is a game called Torchlight Three. I think I might have mentioned it at one point, but I played Torchlight Two. It's a uh, kind of like a hack and slash, like a Diablo, uh, Diablo Three, you know, style. For those out there familiar, which I also love, I like love the hack and slash, and also, uh, you know, where you find lots of you know treasures. Everybody. You know, as, as you're killing, you know, you're getting uh, new stuff. And that's always fun to do. So and it's just a little bit more cartoony than Diablo. The little peg on it's Torchlight 3. It's been centuries since the events of Torchlight 2, which that game is an A+. And the Empire, Ember Empire is in decline. In Torchlight 3, Novastria is again under threat of invasion. And it's up to you to defend against the Netherum and its allies. Gather your wits and brave on the frontier to find fame, glory, and new adventure. Yeah, so let's see. Pick... There's a handful of different characters you can be, and they're pretty they're pretty cool too. Like one is like a robot guy um, that uh, I I can't even describe him. But Talon was playing him the other day. It's uh, uh let's see, he's forged builds up steam power before unleashing a devastating explosive attack. So it's uh the forge. It's like a I guess a forge where you'd forge you know steel that uh, unleashes the attack. So anyways called Torchlight 3, and so I'm going to start playing again. I did play it months ago and uh, just got busy, so now I'm going to replay that again, but uh, that's one uh, that I will be playing, so I'll be able to give some more reviews, because they've done... So I play a lot of Steam or computer games, so when I first played it, I think it was uh, it was still in the kind of the pre-release you know phase or the... You know, where they're still working on it, so I haven't played it. I think they actually stopped doing updates to it, but it, there, there's been a couple since I started. So, anyways, so it's Torchlight 3, and I'll be playing that. Nothing else on your end playing, Luke? No, and, and back to the hockey thing. My kids, uh, I might have said this earlier in the podcast, but they both started hockey practice, and I'm helping coach. So, oh, you're my weekends are pretty pretty slim as far as, like, free time-wise. So, Well, and so that's where some of the excuses, I'm guessing, are going to come into when it comes to... Uh, Talking about what we watched, because we did mention uh, Batman, The Long Halloween. And- well, yeah, and so that was on Hulu, and then, so and we have, like, the Hulu Live, so 
when I originally searched for it, I found it. So I started watching it while I was doing some drawing. And then so I watched probably half an hour of it. And then now I went and searched for it the other night when I was going to watch it and it was gone. So I don't, maybe I should have recorded it. And I don't even know if that would have kept it there. I don't know how Hulu works too well, but anyways, I did not watch it. Yeah. So that, well, so the, for those that might not know, it was a pretty popular uh, comic in the mid nineties, the Batman long Halloween when they did that. And uh, it uh, starts out there's uh so it's the, the really simple story of it is uh, it even has uh, here on the IMDB. It just says Batman investigates a murder spree that takes place on holidays. So, you know, the, obviously you know, it starts out, you see a murder on a holiday and uh, some like important people are like crime, uh, you know, some of, some of the crime bosses and, uh, and then the, they're the, like mobsters, weren't they? Yeah. Yep. And yep. So then it's, well, so what it, it seems like is that uh, somebody's taking out some of the, maybe some competition or something, but it's always on holidays. And so then Batman's trying to figure out, you know, who, who's doing this, going to some of the old uh, people, you know, like calendar man, one he is going to Arkham Asylum to talk to, cause you know, he's doing things with dates and, uh, but then you end up seeing all the, the whole crew throughout it without, you know, giving away too many spoilers. Cause it is fairly new. But, you know, you see, uh, uh, the Joker, uh, gets out and he's one that he doesn't like all the competition either, but, uh, you know, so Batman's thinking maybe he is the, the one who's doing it. So I can't, you know, say obviously who, but, uh, you end up seeing the penguin and, uh, uh, poison Ivy has a, I mean, she is powerful in this. I don't know how anybody stops her. Um, and then you got Catwoman that's helping Batman and it's just some of the, you know, awesome or, you know, the fun Batman. It is a, that's the thing with, and I think I like that more. So that's why you got to watch this and then you got to find an X-Men cartoon that you'd want me to watch because I'm curious of the difference because, you know, it's one thing with uh, Batman is it's uh, it's always dark. It's not a happy-go-lucky show. You know, it's always dark and raining and lots of murder. Uh, but I thought it was good. I loved it. I'm actually debating. Uh, so I love Batman. So, I mean, that'd be one I wouldn't mind just having, to, you know, on the shelf. Yeah, get the, the Blu-ray of it or something. Yep, yep. I will say so when I was watching it, Alfred was like or Alfred and Batman were talking and Batman said something along the lines of like, he doesn't like Halloween. And then what's his name? What's the butler's name? Alfred said it. Yeah. Yeah. Alfred. But he's like, yeah, people dressing up in costumes, pre- pretending to be someone else. How weird. You know, like <laughs> yeah. how silly. He <laughs> always like I told I mentioned that. I think it was one of the early episodes when I was reading some of the Batman Batman trade paperbacks I have. I always. I even read some of just uh, his little one-liners, Alfred's. I mean, he throws in the comedy of it, so that is the... I like that. And it's always just funny, too, because, you know, James Gordon will be up talking to, uh, you know, to Batman. And I I guess I skipped a whole part. Two-Face, it kind of shows the creation of Two-Face or Harvey Dent, you know, in this. So it's Batman and Harvey Dent and James Gordon, you know. You know, they always meet up on top of a building, but... The, when they're getting towards the end of their conversation, it'll be, you know, uh, Gordon or whoever will be talking and it'll turn around and they're like, he's gone. And he's always like, oh, talking to myself. But yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I saw that. I, I saw up to like when he was chasing Catwoman in, in through the top of the, yeah, the buildings. Yep, and then that's yep. where I stopped watching. So, yeah, no, I, I definitely recommend it. But I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Batman fan, but I mean, all the Batman animated stuff is just typically good. So. Uh, well, we'll have to, for comparison, we'll have to wait because you said you want to compare it to one of my yeah, you know, shows yeah. that I like. 
which is a pretty big announcement. X-Men 97 will be coming out in 2023. So I'll have to wait a whole year, but you know, <laughs> I'm guessing the podcast will still be going then. People but, uh, will be gonna... on pins and needles waiting for these <laughs> reviews. <laughs> Maybe that will be our next podcast for that one, you know, in a year and a half or whenever it comes yeah. out. But no, yeah, Disney Plus just announced that they'll they're going to start that that series again so they're going to take off from the end of the original 90s animated series which you know obviously tons of people our age especially love that show and i think it was pretty instrumental in getting the x-men in households and stuff so i'm curious what they'll do because professor x like retired and then magneto took over the school at the end professor x was like hanging out with that lalandra lady from space and so we'll see where they go with the with the storyline but a lot of the voice lady Lalandra. Oh, I was like, wow, man, you were telling some just pretty milk toast names yesterday. I thought you were saying there's somebody named the laundry lady. I'm like, Geez. the laundry lady. <laughs> That's where all my laundry goes when I have it in my laundry basket. Yeah, I don't do it. Threw me off there for a minute, but I was hearing some pretty like, what was the weird guy or something? What was his name? The weirdo? Or yeah, the weird from uh, yeah. um, yeah, Deathstroke. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're flashing back because we're recording this next uh. On a day when the store is closed, because I had a few different customers come in yesterday throughout recording. So this is uh, now. So I rambled. Yeah, I rambled on for a little while and we'll see what makes the the final podcast. Yeah, my kids came down for a while and started talking. Yeah, (laughs) so it's just a mishmash, man. But uh, it is what it is. You know, so I've been uh, I'm curious. You tell me if you remember these or have seen these movies. So kids, they don't always get along. And definitely my boys, you know, rarely get along. So one thing they, you know, we watch movies you know family movies and it's getting cold and it's dark early here so we've been watching more so i've been recording because we're also in the i've already explained this whole thing that's why i have a game store internet sucks so i actually record a lot of shows on tv and to try and i uh, can't remember the name of it i should remember for next time but i found this channel where there's all these movies and there end up being like older movies that are good like family movies so we watched uh the goonies I know you've probably seen that. I remember we watched that in middle school. I believe. I probably watched that at Brandon's because, you know, growing up, we had like five channels and we didn't have a VCR. So hey, that's I, think, awesome. I think we watched that one at Brandon's at some point, me but, and my brothers. That's an awesome shout out because I'm curious which of our friends, you know, listens to our podcast. So shout out to Brandon in Florida. You know, let us know if you ever hear this. You better. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we watched the Goonies and the kids love that. They watched that for, you know, several times after. And then... uh one that I, I mean, it was good, and I see why it was good, was the Adams Family. You know, they have, like, just random, like, you know, the hand guy and the snakes. They're just out of random things that kind of are like, oh, you know, it's funny or a little interesting. But it was, uh, I don't know if that held up as well, especially for the kids. It was so slow, kind of, and, you know, lots of making out between Morticia and, uh, what was his name, Mortimer? Or... I have no idea. Mordecai? Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, so the Adams Family we watched, you know, another, I think, from the 90s. And, you know, we, we watched the whole thing. It was good, but it was kind of slow. They didn't have as much fun with the Adams Family. And then we watched, how about The Mask? Jim Carrey? I've seen it. I haven't watched it with my kids. But. You, you should, that was actually pretty funny. Me and, uh, I giggled quite a bit. And uh, so that one held up. And again, the kids watched that multiple times after Jovi says, can we watch, you know, The, the Mask? The, she didn't even know that the show's called The Mask, but, you know, The Mask show, because... When he puts it on, he all of a sudden is, you know, funny. It's classic uh, Jim yeah. Carrey. But uh, then we, another Jim Carrey, which I also, I'll just, I'm going to go continue on with saying giggled because 
Uh, I made fun of you once already for saying giggle. You giggled on, yeah. on the podcast, didn't I? Yeah, but I do think it's actually a giggle when I do it when I'm watching some of these shows. So I think it's an appropriate term because uh, we watched uh, Dumb and Dumber 2. So it's still with Jim Carrey and uh, the guy's name. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. And it was actually funnier than I remember because but there's a lot of just really dumb humor, which they both had. But the first one was, I mean, it's just a classic oh uh, yeah dumb and dumber but we, we both darcy and i both said we were surprised how good dumb and dumber 2 was dude you can't really uh the kids don't get everything it's probably not 100 percent appropriate but i don't know they see enough stuff in these days but our kids actually uh we watch it with just wyatt so he's 13 so i think it's at least pg-13 but wyatt laughed pretty good during it too and darcy and i both thought uh, that was pretty funny so yeah so we've been watching a bunch of old movies and i've got about 15 more recorded as we sit through the long winters and being dark and cold at 4.30. Well, I'm pretty proud of my kids because they've been wanting to watch Miracle, which is, you know, one of the oh, best yeah. sports movies out, movies of all time based on the 1980s men's uh, U.S. hockey team, the Olympic team, beating Russia. Spoiler alert. If you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't seen the results yet, uh, don't listen to this. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so they've been watching that. We watched The Rookie. Remember that? The... The baseball movie from the 90s. Yep. How about Sandlot? And then Sandlot. I haven't watched that with well, them yet, gotta, but maybe next spring I will for baseball season. Because that's, I just thought, because we that's one that's recorded right now. But my kids, like, that's Wyatt's favorite movie, I think, is The Sandlot. They've watched, we had the DVD, and, we, you know, we go camping and bring DVDs and stuff. They'd watch that so much. So, yeah, you got to watch The Sandlot. That was my, I went to that, and I remember, in movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was, that's a good one. We've uh, also watched all the all the Mighty Ducks, so yes, more hockey themed. Nice, <laughs> nice. So one thing we had uh, kind of off the air mentioned in between here is you know this kind of I guess I don't know where this would have fell in, but so D and D, you know I'm obviously so I've been watching, uh, still watching Critical Role, the Exandria Unlimited, which now they're into their next uh, next season or I guess next campaign, I should say, and uh, that just started a few weeks ago, and I want to actually watch it live. It's on every Thursday, but I realized that uh, some of the characters from the Exandria Unlimited are now in the this next campaign and this, their story continues. So I got to finish that. So I have been watching uh, Critical Role, uh, Exandria Unlimited, and then also uh, Dungeons of Drakenheim. I think I'm up to episode 21, which is like back in 2019. So I don't know if I'll ever catch up on that. But uh, and then lots of people at the store wanting to uh, be in D- I have enough for probably two groups. So I'm going to start at the store early next year. All this to say, I had pre-ordered D and D Fifth Edition, and it's called Strixhaven uh, Curriculum of Chaos, which comes out December seventh. So I pre-ordered that, and so I was asking Luke. I said, you know, is Strixhaven, you know, from Magic, you know, it's kind of which came first, uh, you know, what, or where did Strixhaven come from? Luke, you looked it up. Yeah, I was actually curious. I was like, I don't know, maybe Strixhaven was originally in Dungeons and Dragons, but no, apparently that's Magic the Gathering. It start you started there, so yeah, yeah. Now they're kind of doing this the switcheroo, so we'll see how the Dungeon and Dragons community, you know, takes that or you yeah. know accepts that or doesn't. Or I know the Magic players were kind of complaining about, oh, we don't like the Dungeon and Dragons crossover. So well, I'm still serious about this and i think we got to figure out when uh this would be maybe a good one to uh you know to do with uh aj giving it tyler to play 
me and you and you know even if it's like once a month or once ever you know something we should try because that'd be something that you might be more interested in even as the Strixhaven since it's coming from magic yeah yeah and we are yeah. pl- or planning on coming down this coming weekend so we'll see if that pans out or not but that's yeah. the plan right now so we'll see yeah maybe we can talk about that because yeah i wouldn't mind doing that figuring out a you know, a get together and maybe yeah. So I and I have it pre-ordered, so I can you know pick one up from Prairie Hobbies and Games. When does it come out then? Uh, this week or next week? This is uh no, this is uh December seventh. So we're looking at well three weeks from uh, tomorrow. Yeah, geez, December is close. Three weeks from tomorrow, so that's fairly soon here. Uh yeah, so yeah, we'll have to look at that. I do want to get a D and D group going, so. And I have a lot of interest at the store. That was yesterday when I stopped. It was some guys I was talking to. They wanted to sign up. One of them was already signed up. So anyways, we'll have more to talk about with that. But yeah, the thing with like D&D, it's just like so many, like it seems like you got to do like at least four hours or whatever it is, eight hours a day. Like if you do one, one sit down, it's just like you got to, you know, put a full day into it to get something out of it. But. Yeah, it would be fun to try. I mean, I think you can do it into, you know, probably two to four hour. But, you know, as long as we figured out, uh, you know, we kind of we were on it. Except when I've been so busy at the store, you know, I come to your place, your brothers come and hang out. Yeah, I think we could we to, or we could do a one shot, you know? Yeah. You know, I'd figure out a time and do a one shot to start even 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 though I don't know if that's uh, easier, more difficult. I don't know. That'll be up to we already had nominated AJ to be the DM because. He's the only one that's played. The, the so. two two times playing experience. Yeah. So now <laughs> he gets the enormous challenge of being a DM, and he, I don't even think he you know accepted it. But it doesn't matter. He's he'll do it. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. Well, I think that's uh, probably enough talking. But I'll mention again: you can go to Creative Dash Arcades and use the code Hobby Shop Talk. You know, it was put out on Facebook. It's probably the best present you could get somebody you know for a gamer in your life because it's got 4500 games they'll have enough games to play forever so yeah and it's it's pretty sweet if i do if i do make it up here this coming weekend we have to shoot like a super cheesy commercial with it yeah we should yeah yeah (laughs) that would be awesome yeah yeah nope we have to do that now uh and i'm guessing uh your brothers would uh partake at least i could see tyler definitely uh, yeah well they're the they're our uh like what what part in a company would you call them the the production people yeah they did our voice or the intro and you know aj play guitar and stuff so we'll see Uh, actually too i should mention unless i just keep using the same one i might be doing another radio commercial so i'll have to figure that out for like the holidays so you know we'll have to maybe discuss that off air but anyways, so this was episode 13 of the Hobby Shop Talk podcast. Uh, we got lots of reading, watching, and all that to do. So uh, until next time, uh, go play some games.